Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority, 
He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Vince Wright coming to you live in full effect again from the sports capital of Minnesota, which isn't real hard to do. This is the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I welcome you to another edition of Sports Done Right. What's up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So... Oh, man, lots of stuff going on in the world today. Um, politics happening. Got the Wisconsin primary going tonight. We got some basketball going tonight as well. A uh, hell of a basketball tournament comes to an end last night. Uh, boy, got to give it up for Villanova. Definitely got to give it up for them Wildcats, man. Big East in full effect. And congratulations to the new champions of the basketball world. The Villanova Wildcats, and by no means, by no means should the University of North Carolina hang their head uh, low. They did a bang-up job as well. Absolutely, give it up to them. And all I can say is game well played, at times not a game well refed, (laughs) but referees, they are what they are. Yes, indeed. So anyway, we will touch on that a little later on as well. Um, you know, and, and we'll actually want to give it up too because that was just a hell of a tournament, I thought, overall. But we'll touch on that a little later. Um, chat room should be filling up as we go. If you want to call in live, if you're out there within the sounds of my voice, make sure you do so. 651-968-0124. Um, that's the Skype line. Just dial on up. You'll come on through and you can talk with Vince Wright, the governor, live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am in the situation room somewhere deep in the executive mansion here in uh, Minnesota. A, a cold, kind of rainy, another gray day. Not cool. We need some uh, heat up here so the Gov can hit this golf course, man, because I am Jones in the place some golf. Uh, we got a lot, actually, of uh, NBA games going tonight. We got we actually got 11 games. So um, let's see. Who do we got going tonight on in the NBA slate? We got Philadelphia uh, on top of New Orleans, 86-73, and that is deep in the third quarter there. Toronto's up 56-42 on Charlotte. That is uh, at halftime. Also, right, up, right at halftime, we're looking at Miami's up 25-19. Uh, over Detroit, Atlanta is down 39-30 to Phoenix. The Bulls are trailing Memphis by two in the second quarter. Milwaukee is down to Cleveland 41-25, eight minutes, 30 seconds left there. Later starts tonight, we have Oklahoma City at Denver. We have San Antonio at Utah, Portland will be at Sacktown. And my beloved Minnesota Timberwolves are going out to Golden State to pull off the upset, we hope. And um <laughs> Whoa, whoa, that's not nice. That's not nice. And last but not least, the Battle of L.A., we have the Clippers and the Lakers. And I'm pretty sure this may be the last time maybe these two uh, play with Kobe in the mix. Um, We'll have to double-check that. If so, that'll definitely be a game worth checking out because obviously the Lakers ain't going to the playoffs. And so we will see if this is the last uh, last shot for Kobe against the 
Cross Arena team, the Clippers. So, my friends, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in once again on a wonderful Tuesday night. I hope it's a lot better wherever you are than it is here in the Twin Cities. Uh, We are hoping that it does uh, pick up a little bit, but hey, what can I say? And also, folks, I do have to welcome aboard, you know him, as the one and only Chief Rocka number one, by the way. Let me let me just mention that. The Chief Rocka number one, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, but by way of New Jersey, New York metropolitan area. He is a uh, former Buckeye. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one Chief Rocka Jersey first in the house. What's up, Jersey? Yes, sir. Big Jersey Vern. Oh, hi. Oh. Yes, sir. Jersey Vern. And we welcome you aboard, big guy. What's going on? Uh, So, yeah, a lot of NBA to keep you up to date on. We'll see if Minnesota can throw a big big monkey wrench into the plans of the golden state warriors so uh keep it tuned here we will see what's up with that and i'm trying to actually do some stuff on the fly here uh some technical issues going on but i am still here i hope everybody's doing good jersey great uh, jersey folks uh, has his own show the monday recap show make sure you guys are listening to that show um jersey do- doing a a hell of a job, hell of a job on this show, doing big things. And what can I say, man? Jersey, we are proud of you, brother. Keep doing your thing. So uh, one of the other things we're going to finish up tonight, too, is my uh, part two of the history of the black quarterback in the NFL. We're going to finish that up tonight, and we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to actually talk about the uh, first black quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was not, not Doug Williams, if you can imagine that. So make sure you keep it tuned here, and we're going to have all kinds of fun tonight. We're going to be rocking for a couple hours. We're going to be uh, checking things out and uh, warming you up, because after me, it is the sultan of late-night sports talk. We are talking about cooking with the microwave. Mr. John Fisher, Patty Cake, Patty Cake, Patty Cake himself is going to be up in here a little later on tonight. Jersey, thank you for popping in here, my friend. Appreciate that. Uh, rest of the, uh, hooligans should be coming through here soon, I imagine, but I digress as we will get the show started. So lots of good stuff going on here and man, what can you say? Villanova Jersey called it the big East back in town doing their thing. Oh, there's our main man, ladies and gentlemen, even though I am not down with the crimson tide. But I am down with Mr. 334 Bama Boy himself, who is up in the mix all the way from uh, the deep, deep south. This brother from the up, up north welcomes you. What's up, Bama Boy? Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming through here on a Tuesday night, Bama. We appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. We're going to have lots of fun. We're going to finish up my history of the black quarterbacks in the NFL. Going to talk about Villanova. We're going to talk about baseball. Um, local fans here in Minnesota. Oh, I got to give a shout out to some people here. 
um, on the local side, man. These cats have been been following me for a very, very long time. And, you know, they don't get up in the chat room, but I, I really wish they would sometime. But, man, I got a, I got some of these young cats following me out here in the, in the uh, uh, northern suburbs of uh, the Twin Cities here. Sammy Baseball up in the house. I got Jose out there in Roseville. Uh, always, always texting me, uh, sending me Twitter notes, telling me how good the show is, telling me I need to be on K fan up here locally because they're sick of the nonsense on the sports radio. So we're going to do the damn thing, man. Oh, and my main man, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, from the North side, that's right. My main man, even though he went to South, he's cool in my books. And we glad that he's popping back in here. A lot of stuff been happening here in Minneapolis. Uh, another cop shooting where the uh, cops uh, did not get charged. Uh, some very, very sketchy information coming out uh, after the press conference by the uh, the uh, county prosecutor. But uh, Jarvis J is back in the mix. Jarvis, appreciate you, man, coming in here and hanging out. As always, give it up for Jarvis. What up? And, of course, my wonderful mother. She's the best woman in my life, and I love her to death, her and my wife and my daughter. And uh, Reese Bell is in the house, and I just want to say, Ma, I love you, and I will uh, catch up with you this weekend. But, ladies and gentlemen, my mother, Reese Bell, got to show respects for the, for the young lady. <laughs> Yes, sir. So I uh, appreciate all everybody coming in here. Oh, did I just see? Oh, hold on. The Manifesto King is in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, get up out your seat for uh, the blood of John Fisher. This is Mr. K3000. What up with you, smooth fellow? Big K3000 up in the chat room as well. All right, man. Let's get rocking and rolling. So like I was saying, I got some young folks here that I got to give some shouts out to. Uh, Sammy Baseball, uh, Jose over in Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, always hanging tough, sending the gov notes and tweets, and they're always listening and spreading the word amongst their friends. And Sammy, yes, your friend did tweet me a couple days ago, uh, listening to the show as well. And oh, look at that. Where are my manners? Where are my yo? We got the Minnesota trifecta in the house from J Mr. Jarvis J to your sports governor Vince right now in the house. We got Mr. Ronald Cameron RC from Duluth, Minnesota. Stand up and take a bow. What's up, sir? That's right. Minnesota is representing the. Not only on the real cast sound waves, but on the speaker, and we're going international. Last week's show was hold, was heard in France, y'all. If you can believe that. Yes, sir. So let's get it cracking in here. Chat rooms popping, and before we do that, let's give it up to the real cast nation. This is sanctioned by the real cast rangers at realcastradio.com. And we'd like to thank KC for hitting us up with that tag there. That's right. RealCast is doing the thing, man. RealCastRadio.com. And uh, make sure you listen to all the shows. Uh, the show that precedes mine is that Ninja's uh, Underground Railroad show. Tonight, we got Cooking with the Microwave after the sports governor. Um, yesterday, Jersey was doing his show. Number one, Chief Rocker kicking it 
with the Monday recap show. We had the Old Man Cuddy show earlier today. And Old Man Cuddy, how about that Old Man Cuddy making his debut on the Doug Stewart show today? Yeah, that was something. That was something. Okay, a couple more shout-outs before we get uh, get into the, the meat of the, the matter here. I do want to say there is another Jose that uh, hit me up on Twitter. And Jose from... <laughs> You couldn't write this if, if if you could, but Jose from San Jose, California, gets the shout out as well. He's at work when he's listening, but he wanted to know, wanted us to know that California is in the building and is listening to sports done right. I've really been putting out feelers to everybody that's been contacting me, and feel free, man. Make sure you're following me on uh, Twitter. That's right, the Big Smooth One, at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Make sure you're checking us out on Facebook. Sports Done Right is the group. Uh, That's my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T. So make sure you're doing the things, man, and uh, following us. uh, RealCastRadio.com website. Also, um, in the future, the Sports Done Right website is going to be done as well. We are talking with Kesey about that one, uh, getting that set up as well. And all kinds of fun stuff coming down the pipe, man. So to everybody, and I'll get into a few other people that uh, sent um, some uh, some tweets, some emails, and just wanted the gov know, to know that, hey, we may not be in the chat room, but we are listening, and we appreciate what you're doing. A lot of local people here really starting to catch on the sports done right on Spreaker.com. And, man, I am I'm really, really blessed not only to hear from these people, but for them to actually take a moment to write me and tell me that they're digging the show and they're taking time to listen to it either live or on demand. So let's just keep it moving forward, people. All right, so let's do this. We're going to get this Minnesota stuff out the way here. When we come back after our first break, we're going to get in to uh, Villanova. We're going to get into the history of the black quarterbacks. We're going to do all the do. And before we go any further, he just popped in here. That's right. The main man, you know him from the Lonely Hearts Club. He is an official Real Cast Ranger himself. Give it up for Mr. Togo, Uganda. What's up, Togo? That's right. Everybody up out your seats for the cigar man. Togo gets his way down to Cuba. Togo, I'm expecting some, um, some stogies there, brother. Appreciate that, my friend. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, so um, lots of stuff going on on the Minnesota side of things. Um, it is, let's start with our Timberwolves because it is actually, um, or actually, you know what? Um, I'll jump in on the chat room in a minute. I see everybody's just kind of welcoming each other. Jarvis J., yes, sir, Minnesota in the building. That's right. Oh, where are my manners, man? The chief justice of 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 the nation is up in here. And uh, he is the one, man, if you have a dispute, you go see this man. He settles it. He's better than Judge Judy. You got to give it up for the Chief Justice of the Real Cast Nation, Mr. Sluggo. What's up, Sluggo? That's right. Sluggo in the building. Sluggo, proud alumnus of the Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia. Bringing it, baby. Bringing it. So, um, oh, Timberwolves, that's right. Okay, so for the local folks and all the folks interested in the Minnesota Timberwolves, 
Lots of interesting stuff. Next week, we're going to have a little story on Andrew Wiggins. We're going to kind of take a look at his season uh, in review. We're going to take a look at how the last year's Rookie of the Year uh, how that translated to a sophomore season. There were some ups, there were some downs. So make sure you tune in next week as we take a look at uh, Mr. Wiggins there. I know uh, Dollars and Cents Reggie Lawrence uh, still pissed that we got that trade done. Um, but it is literally 50-50, folks, in terms of Sam Mitchell keeping his job here. Uh, you know, Glenn Taylor is trying to sell a big ownership stake in this team. There's a lot of stuff going on in Minneapolis behind the scenes that could possibly affect, um, not only Sam Mitchell, but, uh, you know, many other positions and a few players as well. It is. So we're saying 50, 50 right now. I would say he had a pretty good shot up until that press conference a few days ago where he basically gave a, about a 40 second press conference and took a little took a little walk. Took a little walk. You know, got a little tired of these questions. Got a little tired of his players from what from what uh people have said and uh said, you know what? Tonight You got knocked the fuck out, man. But tomorrow we will be back. But oh Hold on. We got another arrival here in the House of Representatives with the sports governor of Minnesota. Let's give it up. Um, normally, politicians don't like assassins, but this one gets the uh, line item veto. Gridiron assassin up in this joint. What's up, Grid? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gridiron assassin up in the joint. So um, as we uh, finish out with the Timberwolves news here, uh, we will see big game tonight for the Timberwolves. They are at Golden State. They are trying to play the spoiler. If Golden State wins tonight, that is win number 70. So stay tuned as uh, they near history. They are running out of time. Um I got the monitors on here. We got Miami up early over Detroit with about five minutes left in the second quarter. Miami's up 40 to 28 there. We'll get you some more updates as we move along. All right. So everybody out there welcoming each other in the chat room. Um, One of the other things with the Timberwolves is we're looking for Carl Anthony Town to uh, pull down that rookie of the year. I mean, he is just doing phenomenal things as usual. And Minnesota fans, you are very lucky to have this gentleman playing for our uh, basketball team here. Boy, can you imagine if Flip was still around to see see the maturity of uh, Carl Anthony Towns? Boy, it makes you makes you just a little sad. Um, K three thousand says Wiggins up next. Excellent, Gov. I see you, bro. I got to tell you, I like no love what you're doing. Keep it up, hey man. I appreciate that, K three thousand. You know that means a lot. Coming to you, or coming from you, my friend. Absolutely. And again, folks out there, we are going to be taking a look at the sophomore season next week of Andrew Wiggins. I think as um, you know, we start transitioning into baseball and the NBA playoffs, um, you know, we will have some football to talk, but football is going to be taking a back seat. No more college basketball. So I'm going to be doing some kind of pieces like this, like tonight when, when, when I finish up on the history of the black quarterbacks, you know, just kind of give you guys some some uh, facts, some knowledge. You guys can make your own decisions about things, but I thought it'd be fun to just start taking a look at some stuff like that. Jarvis J says Wiggins needs to get that dog in him like cat. 
And that's Jarvis J. One of the reasons why I wanted to take a look at a sophomore season. Now, folks, uh, locally, uh, Wiggins has uh, taken a little bit of heat. He's uh, had a couple real down spots this time or this season, um, you know, missing some shots, things like that. And we're just going to take a look at the numbers and see how everything is just gone. Now, you haven't heard anything because he's a class act on and off the court. But uh, there is room for improvement, and we will get to that next week with Mr. Wiggy, 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 Wiggy Wiggins. All right, what else we got out here? Uh, K3000's out there laughing his, uh, laughing out loud, as they say. Uh, everybody's saying what up to Togo and Sluggo, Bama Boy out there. So, yeah, man, lots of stuff going on behind the scenes down at Target Center. Uh, Minnesota Twins lost their opener out in Baltimore yesterday, and that's no fun. Uh, game was uh, had a little rain delay for a couple hours. They got a late start, played in front of a mostly empty uh, Camden Yards out there. Uh, they battled back from a 2-0 deficit, um, you know, at um, Escobar looking good. Um, they battled back, tied it up in the, what was it, the sixth or seventh inning, but again, just gave up that one run at the end. But Twins could be interesting. We'll just have to see. And we'll get a look and some updates on some baseball scores a little later on as well. Uh, Minnesota Wild fans, I got you covered. I know there's some hockey fans out there listening to us as well. The Minnesota Wild are playing tonight. uh, Downtown St. Paul here. And they are playing San Jose. And all they have to do is win the game and they're in the playoffs. But they've gone on the skid here the past two, three games. And after... uh, Really knocking it to my Blackhawks um, a couple weeks back. Went back into another skid here. So the the Wild are just fortunate that who is it, Colorado, um, sucks and hasn't been able to win games. And the Wild more than likely are going to back into the playoffs again. So, All right, folks, let's do this. When we come back, we're going to finish out the history of the black quarterback. We are going to then get into the um, – the final four talk a little NBA hoops as well. And folks at the start of the second period, you hockey fans, Minnesota is down one, nothing to the San Jose sharks. So uh wild better get it together at home here because if uh, Colorado just happens to win the game, it's going to be interesting. So uh, each team apparently has five shots on goal. All right, let's do this. Yes. Timberwolves, please give golden state that ninth loss. Bam, a boy in the house. Yeah, I hope so, man. We, we're going to see, brother. We're going to see. All right, so let's do this. We're going to take our first break of the evening. Wow, we're almost a half hour into the show already. Man, when you're having fun, it flies by, don't it, people? You are listening live to Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota, baby. For the ladies out there, you can... Call me the Big Smooth. And um, everybody else, you can just call me the governor. I will be right back after this break. Oh, this is going out to the Roseville boys. That's right, all them kids out there. Um, this one's going out just for you, the originators. That's the name of the cut. Hey, man, we'll be right back in just a minute. Keep it tuned here to sports. Done. Right. Was like, oh, it's mad. 
Don't know what it is, but the feelings. She was like, it's me. Don't know what it is, but the feelings. Heavy trackers, this track is. Bet when the drops, they'll pull this. I was like, now you're like crying. She was like, yeah. I was like, you know who it is, the originator. We ain't got no time for a hater. Love and vibes, fuck a breakup. If you don't know, let me get your cake, y'all. I said, I'm me. Nice to meet y'all. And it look like my type of raver. The usual boring, blah, blah, blah. Skip a few minutes to it's my number. I said, be honest, you're another background. She was like, Not really now. Well, there's a part of you a little later. If you wanna roll out, call me later. I swear down 10 minutes later. Hello? I wanna meet up. I checked you out on Wikipedia. So what time are you picking me up? Cut to the chase. Three liter. German whip. Had a like raw. Baseline pumping, getting deeper. Coming out through the speaker. Pull up at the studio, here we are. I was at Rasta, run a beat. Whatever we do, they wanna feature. It's a good vibe wherever we are. She was like, oh, it's me. Don't know what it is, but the feelings. She was like, oh, it's me. What it is with the feelings Heavy trackers, this track is Bet when it drops, they'll pull this I was like, now you're like crying She was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. next location She was like, whoa, you've been about since Emerson and Bebo She said, P, I'm loving your flow I said, it's got a little bit of neutrino You know who that is? She was like, no I said, you're joking She was like, no Picked up my iPod, here you go Listen to that one, so solid, so Back to the bits, the man them road We're OJ, you already know English G's, rolling with Dutch Gotta bring down everywhere we go The party started, come Let's go. You ain't gotta wear no fancy clothes. Look for the people. Here we go. She was like, oh, it's me. Don't know what it is with the feelings. She was like, oh, it's me. Don't know what it is with the feelings. Heavy trackers, this track is. Bet when it drops, they'll pull this. I was like, oh, now you're like crying. She was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I walked to the door. She was taken away. Like, literally taken away. Girls wanna dance. More wanna play. Love and vibes. What more can I say? She's only just her grand today. She was like, man, it's a way. Don't play him G. 
The governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online Sports Talk Radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. What up, what up, what up, what up? Vince Wright, Sports Gov in the house. And we are back from the Situation Room live and direct. And folks, what can I say? It has been a lot of fun doing this show. I appreciate everybody out there. Oh, look at this. Look who's popped in. Well, first, I got to say from all the way in Palm Springs, California today, Young gentleman is on his uh, work trip. He is one of the top producers for MetLife Insurance. Got to give it up for the brother-in-law, Mr. Jeff Paul. What up, Big Jeff and Callie tonight? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And all kinds of fun stuff uh, for Jeff, I'm sure, out there as well so all right let's get into it let's finish this fun little series we started last week the history of the black quarterbacks in the nfl um we left off with um with uh who did we leave off with oh yes mr um uh briscoe out there in denver um marlon briscoe for um he played in the league from 68 to 76 now what we're gonna do and oh hold on here before we get started i gotta say not only what up to my brother-in-law jeff big pimp and we also got another big hitting sales type gentleman in here from the pharmaceutical world legitimately by the way i want to say what's up to the co-host of the sports and more show with yours truly on thursday nights eight o'clock central or excuse me eight o'clock eastern seven o'clock central or did we actually, we went seven o'clock Eastern, six central. We pushed it back a couple of times. Damn. Anyway, dollars and cents is in the house. Reggie Lawrence is in here. Give it up for the man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Bama boy. Before I get started, let me just read some of this chat here now that we are back and going. Uh, Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, the number one Chief Rock, as Doug would say, 3D, 3-3-4. I doubt that Golden State will lose again. I totally agree with that. Um, I see me in there, Jeff, again, uh, out there in beautiful Palm Springs, California. Uh, Dollar saying, what's up? Jeff saying, thank you, thank you. Uh, Bama boy, Chief, when the Bulls had that record, they played against some certified ballers. The Knicks and the Pistons used to beat the hell out of the Bulls. That That is very true. Um, I love the roughhouse style of basketball back in the day. These Warriors don't face that elbow in the mouth style of basketball. That is a very, very, very good point, my friend. Give it up first for uh, Bam Boy on that. And, yeah, obviously the new rules, the way they play basketball nowadays, Bama, it just 
ain't gonna it just well you know it just ain't gonna help um the cause i miss our style of basketball back in the 80s and 90s as well um dollars and cents says jersey birth both our boys took a l today um everybody else looks like dollars is saying what up to some people um k3000 says dollars salute bro had to feed the dogs chief rocker says i watched that today dollar all right we're all caught up on the chat here so let's get into this now this next quarterback is really the first quarterback and i'm I'm skipping over a couple guys here that i'm just going to mention here um very very briefly to get to uh joe gilliam with the pittsburgh steelers now harry johnson uh, he was drafted in the 12th round. He didn't play any games. He was drafted by the 49ers. Uh, virtually no information. And again, this comes from the Deadspin article, the big uh, book of black quarterbacks. Uh, Henri Jackson for Grego's Boston Patriots in 1969. Fifth round draft choice. He played no games as well. Even though uh, a, a member of the Patriots staff first said Jackson could be the Willie Mays of pro football. So there's also another gentleman in that time that was drafted, James Harris, for the Buffalo Bills. He played with Buffalo, the Los Angeles Rams, and San Diego. He was drafted in the eighth round, eighth round, excuse me, 192nd overall. He had 83 games played. He actually had over 8,000 yards passing, 45 touchdowns, 59 interceptions, uh, completed just over 52% of his passes. In today's world, uh, his quarterback ranking would be a 67.3. Oh, hold on here. Did I see someone else pop in here? Oh, man. Did I miss somebody? Was that big tank in there? Uh, It sure was, man. Ladies and gentlemen, where are my manners? Gov is going to have to be disciplined. Ladies and gentlemen, first off, all the way from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Stand at attention and give it up, Jeff. Raise that drink out there in the patio in Palm Springs for Mr. Tank Murdoch. What up, Big Tank? Sir, Big Tank Murdoch. <laughs> T-Jack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, T-Jack's covered up. T-Jack's covered up. All right, so let's get this moving here. But, ladies and gentlemen, there's a quarterback in Pittsburgh by the name of Joe Gilliam. Joe Gilliam was um, a a very good player. He was drafted in the 11th round. Played 20 games, passed for just over 2,100 yards. Now, why is he so special, you say, Gov? Well, this is what the Daytona Beach Morning Journal said about um, Mr. Joe Gilliam as he was coming up to play for Pittsburgh. And they said, quote, Tennessee State's answer to Broadway Joe Namath. Now, most of the stuff I'll read here just kind of be verbatim. It's taken again from the Deadspin article, the big black book of quarterbacks. Um, Joe Gilliam's story is one of loss. He grew up in Nashville during the civil rights era. His father, Joe Sr., was a defensive coordinator who coached at historically black Tennessee State University. Gilliam was the ball boy. When it was time for college, Gilliam followed his dad to Tennessee State. By the time he graduated in 1972, he was a two-time All-American, 
That year, he graduated, or excuse me, that year the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him in the 11th round to back up Terry Bradshaw, the face of the franchise, and the league's first overall pick two years prior. Gilliam had the talent and, and the will to avoid the typical fate of black quarterbacks entering the NFL. Now, again, remember, we talked about even if uh, quarterbacks were drafted in the NFL, as usual, they were asked to switch positions or anything not to play quarterback. Move to running back, move to wideout, move to defensive back. That's usually the top three. Otherwise, they had to go to Canada. If if they wanted to play quarterback more than that, and still into the early 70s, they had to go to Cal or Canada. Um, obviously, we'll get into Warren Moon's story a little later. Um, Gilliam, as we said, he had the talent to uh, avoid that fate. And um, he was a, the coach's kid. He was a college star. But he was also very cocky, but he was also very smart as well. At the NFL Combine, he ran a slow 40-yard dash on purpose. So coaches wouldn't consider him at wide receiver or cornerback. How's that for um, kind of thinking outside the box? Indeed. Now, he made the Steelers as a quarterback, and for two years he served as Terry Bradshaw's backup, another young quarterback. Um, also on the team, uh, Terry Hanratty. So those were the three um, Steelers QBs. Now, under Bradshaw and behind the steel court curtain, Obviously, the Steelers were starting to become the Steelers that we know now, the, you know, the four-time Super Bowl champions. But in 74, there was a player strike, which lasted between July and August, and ran through the fourth preseason game. Bradshaw and Hanratty picketed, but Joe Gilliam saw this as an opportunity. He didn't care if he was being called a scab. The Steelers were unbeaten in preseason, and Gilliam impressed head coach Chuck Knoll. Bradshaw and Hanratty both played in the preseason, but Gilliam was the best. He could run and extend plays with his feet. He had a cannon and perhaps the quickest release in the league. There were rumors he could even throw it with his left hand. Now, ain't that something? Now, Coach Knoll says he's done very well in the preseason. He's been the most productive of our quarterbacks. Um, and as usual, the the it's you know excuses were made by the local Pittsburgh press in favor of Bradshaw and Hanratty, but as uh, Bradshaw said, look, Joe had a phenomenal preseason. He won the job, and I lost it. That was important. No black quarterback had ever been named the starter to open an NFL season, and this gentleman did it. So, history made right there by Joe Gilliam. Now, black Steeler fans packed the stadium. Gilliam was just 23 when all this went down, when he won that starting spot, by the way. And was already being looked at as something bigger, a hero, a symbol. You know, civil rights are, you know, think of what's still going on during this time in the early 70s. Civil rights still at the forefront. The Vietnam War still being fought. Country, you know, still kind of ripping itself apart from within. And now a big move like this in Pittsburgh, which, you know, definitely is a very uh, ethnically diverse city, but not one maybe during that time that'd be overly friendly for this move. Gilliam later said he was never, never truly aware of his, his significance. Before he was even drafted, Joe Sr. spoke to the media about the pressure weighing on his son. 
He said his son couldn't eat. Um, he was losing weight. There was a lot of anxiety involved, and there still is. All eyes are upon him. After an undefeated preseason, the Steelers opened up the year by rolling the Baltimore Colts 30 to nothing. Gilliam threw for two touchdown passes. The second week, the Steelers tied the Broncos 35 up. It wasn't a victory, but the offense scored five touchdowns. Gilliam threw a 61-yard touchdown pass and rushed for another. He was still a black quarterback in the 70s, though. He received the death threats, the hate mail, you know, all the stuff you get in the mail. Steelers themselves got bomb threats all the time. He later said he always walked around strapped. <laughs> I bet he did. Well said, Joe. And Coach Knoll stuck with Gilliam, even when the Steelers got blanked the next week by the Raiders. Bradshaw was so distraught, so certain he wouldn't get another shot that after the game, he asked new Raiders owner Al Davis to trade for him. Can you believe that Terry Bradshaw, after watching this guy play, asked the opposing team's owner to trade for him so he could get a shot? Ain't that something? Mm-hmm-mm. No stuck with um, uh, Gilliam, as we said. Uh, Pittsburgh won its next two games. They jumped out to a 4-1-1 and start. But there were concerns. Joe was uh, inconsistent for one, as it says. And Bradshaw had the faith of, a, of a much of the locker room, as you can imagine. There were familiar reports that Gilliam uh, felt entitled. There were also rumors that he did cocaine and heroin. And Noel benched him in favor of Bradshaw. Rest, well, as you know, is history. But according to those close to Gilliam, he never threw another touchdown in the NFL. In January, he looked on as Bradshaw led the Steelers to their first Super Bowl win. Depression set in. He increasingly turned to drugs and alcohol. Uh, once teammate Ernie Holmes snatched drugs out of Gilliam's hands in the middle of the locker room and flushed them down the toilet. The Steelers cut him before the 1976 season when he missed a team meeting in training camp. And by the way, he was only 25, but his career was already over. After two decades of addiction, Gilliam fought back, moved home to Nashville. He got clean for a while at least. He died Christmas Day in 2000, four days before his 50th birthday in what was uh, later to be uh, ruled a cocaine overdose. So another cautionary tale by the first black quarterback who actually made a little headway. And for a little fun fact here, uh, Joe's daughter is R&B singer uh, Joy, J-O-I. And his uh, ex-son-in-law, check this out, is rapper Big Gip from the Goody Mob. So how is that something? That is indeed something. You know, so, um, you know, it's just amazing because, you know, quarterbacks, you know, we'll talk here about Warren Moon. We know his story as well. Warren Moon, all, all pack, a uh, 10 player university of Washington. Again, the, it's the same story folks. Um, this guy, Warren Moon obviously had every right to come out and play. <laughs> you know, quarterback in the NFL. But again, the institutional racism, the 
the backdoor chats, the meetings behind those closed doors on why, once again, this black quarterback who ripped up the uh, Pac-10, one of the major conferences in college football, couldn't get a shot in the NFL. And once again, had to go into oil in Canada for a very, very long time until... um, until he is up or he finds his way to Houston and you know hats off for Houston for bringing in Warren because you know he's a hell of a dude he was a great player in college and and deserved the, the slot you know he played for Edmonton from 78 to 83 and don't worry, Doug Williams is uh, in here next. I don't want anybody to think we're missing him because um, kind of the same time frame when they came around. And also, we're going to touch on another guy in just a second I'm going to tell you about. But um, I wanted to hit on Warren Moon kind of fresh while he was in my head here. He's a two-time Great Cup MVP. That's their championship game north of the border. CFL Most Outstanding Player, 19, uh, what was it, 1983. In the NFL, he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro in 1990, Man of the Year in 1989, uh, AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1990, a whole bunch of other awards, Pro Bowl MVP in 97. Um, he led the league in passing yards in 1990 and 91. And, um, you know, what can you say? I mean, the guy has just been incredible over 49,000 passing yards for his career. But yet, he had to go by way of Canada, had to go toil. But, you know, thank goodness somebody took a chance on Warren Moon. And he obviously came and really was uh, one of those guys to help break down those barriers. And um, before we move on, let me get into this chat room here. Again, uh, Vince Wright Sports Done Right. We are finishing up our series on the history of the black quarterback here in the NFL. We're going to also get into the uh, Final Four game. Man, uh, what can I say? Hell of a game last night. We'll get into that after the next break. San Jose, for the Minnesota Wild hockey fans that I know are listening, is up 2-0 now with uh, seven and a half minutes in the second period. And again, the Wild are not doing themselves any favors getting into the playoffs here. So let's uh, get into the chat room here again. Everybody who's welcome on Tank a while ago. Jarvis J says Eldridge Dickey, first round draft pick of the Oakland Raiders. Absolutely. Um, oh, mom says Gov, my dad and sis are listening. Want to say what up then to my, uh, my as we call her, my big, my little big baby sister, big little baby sister, um, all six foot six of her, uh, golden gopher proud, um, if it wasn't for having her mother's knees, she would have been a, probably playing in the uh, WNBA right now. So I want to say what up to my little sister, Kim Bell. What's going on, little Kimmy? And, of course, the main man of the family, my pops, my favorite guy out there, my dad, Ralph Bell, out there. What's up, pops? How are you? And we back. 
All right, well, let's rewind. Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, Jefferson Street, Joe Gilliam. I might have missed something earlier in the chat, Jersey. Do you uh, you got some some knowledge there of Big Joe Gilliam? RC Sam, what up to dollars and cents? Chief Rocker saying, what up to Tank? Tank Murdoch, of course, talking about uh, Tavares Jackson out there. Um, let's see. Uh, Jay Fisher says, got my drinks, my two step. What up, peeps? And of course, he is Mr. Patty Cake, Patty Cake, John Fisher in the house. Zuri, Zuri, Zuri. Everybody saying, what up to the man who's following our show here on the Real Cast channel? That is John Fisher cooking with the microwave. And uh, make sure you guys are following all of us on Spreaker.com. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. That's what we call our two-drink minimum. Make sure you like the show and then go ahead and share the show. Um, Facebook, Twitter, however you feel you want to share it, Instagram. Get up and do your thing, sir. So Jarvis J says, uh, damn, six six. <laughs> That's a tall glass of water. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my sister from Washburn High School, Kim Bell, I think Kim graduated in 94. Um, Kim, if you're listening, Jarvis went to South, I think, right around that time. You guys might know each other. Um, uh, anyway, uh, what else we got here? Chief Rocker says, yes, sir. Tank Murdoch says, good stuff, Gov. Thank you, thank you. And as we move along, there's another guy I wanted to focus on because while he, you know, statistically um, may not have been the best quarterback out there, he this guy... And uh, we got a fight breaking out here at the hockey game here in the Twin Cities. Ooh, ooh. Oh, helmets off. Bodies are being flipped. Man, anyway. All right, back to back to the lecture at hand. Vince Evans, ladies and gentlemen, um, played for the Chicago Bears, the Raiders, both in L.A. and Oakland, by the way. He was drafted in the sixth round. And the Associated Press said drafted as an NFL quarterback with a strong passing arm who could also run for big yardage. Vince Young was literally the first, you know, we talked about Joe Gilliam being able to run a little bit. Vince, or excuse me, yeah, Vince Evans was really the first kind of quarterback that we think of today as the running quarterback, the Cam Newtons. Um, You know, even Vince Young, when he would giddy up on his horse and stuff, Vince was the first to do it. Now, Vince was drafted by the Bears in 77, so we got to see him here in the old NFL or NFC Central. And, you know, as a kid, again, black quarterback, that's something that you notice, man. So I would always, you know, and again, being originally from Chicago and, you know, having a lot of Bear fans in my family when I go back home. You know, we would just talk about this black quarterback because, you know, he would come in every so often and make a play here and there. And all of a sudden, because he was backing up, uh, who was it, Bob Avellini at the time. How's that off the top of your head? Gov knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he was backing up Bob Avellini. But, um, you know, it was just amazing because this guy could actually make some plays. And I just wanted to see him get in there. So, um he gave Chicago seven years of mediocre football for its trouble. <laughs> in the two years he was pressed into extended action in 80 and 81, he started a combined 26 games. He threw 22 touchdowns against 36 interceptions. By the 1984 season, he was playing for Chicago's UF, USFL team, the Blitz. And uh, he was ran, run out of Chicago, actually, uh, in 85 completely. Caught on with the Denver goal, but when the USFL collapsed, he was out of professional football. 
um, entirely. But he did have a couple nice games in Oka, or for the Raiders, I should say, because he played in both. Uh, the work stoppage in 87 was an ugly one. As they say here, um, you know, playing, you know, when you're playing back then, it was not good to be a scab football player. But, you know, some players, hey, you got to put bread on the table. Um, you know, for players like Vince Evans that had already been in the league, it was a terrible decision. You know, do you take the opportunity to come back into the NFL? By doing that, you're going against all your former teammates and possibly your future teammates as well. So he says, quote, when this opportunity presented itself for me to be back in the NFL, it was kind of a tough decision because of that sensitivity. But I had to do what I thought was best for me at the time. I got a wife. I got a little girl. I still believe I'm making the right decision. And I hope that those guys can uh, respect me. So Vince continues. Um, through the first three scab games, Evans was the best quarterback in the NFL. His first the game against Kansas City, which the Raiders won 35-17. He threw for 248 yards, two touchdowns, ran for 64 yards, on, and a touchdown on his feet. He finished his three-game run having thrown for 630 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions, and rushed for 144 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries. Al Davis, um, you know, said, hey. He'd been drafting black quarterbacks since back in the 60s, and he uh, uh, restored uh, Evans without a second thought in 87. Al Davis got it, he says. More than opportunism than any bleeding heart tendencies, and Davis also understood that the strike, which was focused mainly on bringing free agency to the NFL, risked alienating some other players. So, you know, he took a shot on Vince, and good for him. Um Evans is a success story, but there's something almost unbearably sad about it. He got his shot. He just had to cross the picket line to do it. And with that, folks, that brings us to the chat room. Next guy up is going to be Doug Williams here. We're going to talk about Doug here. But first, I want to make sure I'm in this chat room reading Getting in here as well. I appreciate you guys tuning in here. We got uh, just under an hour left. After our next break, we're going to come back and get into this final four. Um, Hell of a game. We got some NBA scores to keep you updated on as well. Now, Doug Williams, we all know the story. Most of us don't. Doug Williams played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Washington Redskins. And, well, here's the thing about Doug Williams. You know, there's so much you can say about him. But, you know, he he really did a a fantastic job of dealing with being that that guy, that, that first guy that was always kind of being, you know, compared and all that other stuff. Um, Doug was the first guy, you know, coming out of Grambling, he... You know, he, he set the way. He um, obviously did very good in college. But did I tell you folks first in 1976 that there was another black quarterback that played for Tampa Bay? That's right, folks. Doug wasn't the first. Parnell Dixon in 1976 was the drafted in the seventh round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He uh, had eight games under his belt. He had one start, 210 yards passing. 
five interceptions, one touchdown. Uh, the one of the local papers said about him, he's a rangy six foot two and 180 with a whiplash arm, and what in football parlance you call quick feet. So um, I know he's just a footnote, but ladies and gentlemen, Parnell Dixon was actually the first black quarterback in Tampa history. So again, a little something you did not know. And as they say on NBC, the more you know. And for you, John Fisher, Johnny Walton in 1976 with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, signed as an undrafted free agent. He played in 15 games, passed for 338 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, His spirals were tight enough to make an incision on, said one of the local Philadelphia papers about him as well. So um, let's see here. What else we got going on? Oh, Doug Williams, of course, my main man. So Doug Williams, he comes into Tampa Bay. He leads Tampa Bay to their first playoff um, game ever, which they lost, unfortunately. But, you know, it is what it is. And then he goes to Washington where he overtakes Jay Schrader. And in the Super Bowl, when they finally make the Super Bowl, you know, history's about to be made. And then what happens? That infamous play, Doug gets sacked. His knee goes out from under him. And he is on the ground in pain. And we're sitting here, and I can't remember if that was the first or second quarter. It was kind of early in the game. And now all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, Doug Williams is not going to be able to play in the Super Bowl. This is crazy. But by the grace of God, he was able to come back. And not only come back, he set records. He did his thing. And the rest is history, as they say. Doug Williams will always go down as one of the legends, one of the greats, not only for uh, his presence in the NFL, what he did at Grambling State University, uh, giving that uh, small black college national notoriety with uh, obviously the legendary Eddie Robinson coaching down there. Um, You know, and then that parlays it, that kicks down the door for people like your Randall Cunningham's. Okay, Randall, 29,000, almost 30,000 yards passing, over 200 touchdowns, 207 to be exact, against 134 interceptions. And again, this is Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct on Spreaker.com with Sports Done Right. Big Sluggo in there with Grego in the chat room. Big Grego, I love that uh, Avi of yours, by the way, sir. And once again, I want to say what's up to all the real cast rangers out there, uh, the veterans out there. Um, we got uh, some veterans who have served our country, and I just want to say what up to all you guys. Sluggo, I know, is one. Um, Jersey was out there in the Navy, if I remember. Uh, Jungle was a uh, Marine. If I'm forgetting anybody out there, by all respects, make yourself known and thank you. Uh, just something that was on my mind. But anyway, uh, Randall Cunningham, what can you say, man? Had over 4,200 rushing yards, 35 rushing TDs. And because of the players that we just mentioned, players like him, you know, he came out of UNLV, Sam Bam Cunningham's brother. For all you Patriot fans out there, we know of who we speak. But, you know, he's the best. And this again, this is a... A quote from Buddy Ryan, 
head coach at the time of the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen to this. First of all, he's the best athlete to ever play the position. Sammy Bob might be right there with him. I hope Randall can win like Sammy, but Randall can probably lead the league in punting. Now, remember, he did some punting in college. He's the best runner in the league, and if you can't, if you can't see, he can throw the football. I won't waste my time with you. I've heard some of that black crap. Move him to wide receiver. Move him to defensive back. I don't hear those voices too much anymore. I go with what I know. I've been around professional football for 27 years, so I don't screw up too much. Right on, buddy Ryan. Listen to big buddy putting it down. Right on. Love it. Love it. Buddy Ryan just basically gave everybody a bunch of shut the you-know-what ups regarding Randall Cunningham. Said, take the black talk out of here and let's move on. And he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right. Um, Like I said, um, there was a year, too, where Randall had over 1,000 yards rushing um, in one season. Um, And again, you know, Cunningham fitted with the things. You know, he was uh, too cocky, too selfish, too consumed uh, with his own celebrity. And, you know, a lot of people, you hear the same echoes today. Kaepernick, Cam Newton, RG3. Again, we're tying it all together. The same criticisms from 1915 when we talked about Fritz Pollard to today. The same stuff. And yeah, these quarterbacks have made progress. Absolutely. Nobody's doubting that. But while we're touching on this and we're going to finish up here in the next few minutes because we're just going to scam over some names that we already know. But that's why I wanted to just kind of do this history lesson, people. Yeah, Sluggo, buddy was preaching the truth there. Absolutely right. And I'm gonna, I'm that is, I'm, I'm gonna save this because that is one hell of a quote from Buddy Ryan. And obviously, Buddy is in bad shape now. As you, if you saw that Bears thirty for thirty, but he was right on about his quarterback. And so with that, um, you know, Randall comes in. And there's actually a few other quarterbacks that come in. Uh, a Ricky Turner for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Walter Briggs was a replacement player in the, in the game. Um, you know, some, some black quarterbacks came in during the strikes there. But because of the success now that we're now starting to see. And then in college, Don McPherson, remember that name, the Q's. He was drafted by Philadelphia as well. Sixth round. Now, he didn't play any games. He did play um, in 149 games. But remember, Don McPherson had 4-4 speed. He was a Heisman Trophy runner-up in his uh, last year at the Q's. And in two seasons with the Eagles, he only suited up for three regular season games. He never played it down. But in 90, he was traded to the Oilers. Um, Philly coach Buddy Ryan liked the deal. McPherson was cut a uh, month later. And then Rodney Pete comes on the scene. Remember big old Rodney out of USC, Rodney Pete, six-round draft choice, Detroit. He played with Detroit, Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, Oakland, and Carolina. Um, Rodney, he's a winner. And this is what his uh, coach Wayne Font said about him in Detroit. said, Rodney, he's a winner. He's got a lot of class. 
Ronnie Pete's career was respectable, if undistinguished, and there is some slight significance in the fact that he played that he replaced Randall Cunningham, a very different kind of black quarterback in Philadelphia. He lasted for 15 years, folks. Most of that time was he true he was a backup, but he made some money and um, you know he had some starting shots as well. But they were hampered by injury. Remember, he was injured a lot, and I do remember that. You know. Andre Warrior, as we're moving into the 1990s, drafted first round. He was the seventh overall pick. Detroit Lions, unfortunately. There's that Detroit curse again. Um, The AP says he was supposed to be the savior for the Lions. Um, Unfortunately, as we know, that didn't work out. But, you know, then you but you start seeing these quarterbacks being drafted, folks. Remember Major Harris out of West Virginia. Um, he came, played for the Raiders. Um, Sean Moore was um, drafted as well um, by Denver. Um, obviously, the late, great Steve McNair, um, first round, third overall pick to the, at the time, Houston Oilers, uh, went up to Tennessee and Baltimore as well. But of course, you know, before his untimely death, uh, 161 games. He had over 31,000 yards passing, 174 touchdowns. Man, he also rushed for over 3,500 yards. Steve McNair was a man out of tiny um, um, Alcorn State before he was a three-time All-Pro quarterback who brought his Tennessee Titans literally a yard shy of the Super Bowl. Remember that. Um, You know, he was a three-sport star at Mississippi's Mount Olive High, High School. Um, not just the quarterback there. He played on both sides of the ball in his junior year. And as we said, he had major college offers. But they wanted to, you know, they wanted to move him to the defensive side of the ball. So he stayed home. And at the time, it was called Division A. Alcorn State is where he played his college ball. And, you know, the key, the key was is that he was close to home. And, you know, being close to his family, that's all you can say. Um, You know, what he was able to do, the toughness that Steve McNair played with is just commendable. You know, it may have cost him some concussions. Um, You know, there were some issues maybe off the field, but this guy on the field, boy, I I have not seen a tougher quarterback than Steve McNair. I really have not. And I'm going to jump in the chat room here in a minute before we take our next break. So of all the historically black college uh, university alums, it says here in this article, McNair was the best. As the quintessential black quarterback, he boasted of all the traits common to the group. McNair exhibited mobility as a matter of both geometry and velocity. He could unadulterate change pass rushers' angles by jolting two steps sideways in the pocket. And once free, he could blur past those defensive back, backs whose ranks he was once determined not to join. Those legs, coupled with the arm of unlimited range, put Air McNair into the NCAA's record books and on the covers of Sports Illustrated and Sporting News. So this guy out of t- tiny Alcorn State doing big things, man, doing big things. You know, it brings us to a quarterback like a, a Cordell Stewart slash out of Colorado, 14,000 passing yards, over 14,000, 77 touchdowns, 
38 rushing touchdowns for Slash. The Beaver County Times called Cordell Stewart, uh, or said this about Cordell, whenever Stewart gets in the games this season, anything will be possible. Well, we know about the big win of Colorado and Michigan in college, but he was a phenomenon for Pittsburgh in 95. Um, he did, as, as the nickname says, man, he did everything. And the thing that I liked about Cordell is he just seemed to be having fun doing it. Um, Pittsburgh lost uh, in the Super Bowl in his rookie season. He was the starting quarterback by 1997 when he continued the great Steeler tradition of losing an AFC championship game at home. By 2000, Pittsburgh was looking for its next quarterback in the draft, though he held on for another few years, including a surprise 13-3 season in 2001 and another home loss in the AFC title game. So unfortunately, that's what kind of ran him out. You know, some of the other black quarterbacks, folks, and again, you know, we know what's going on today, so I'm not going to talk too much about Cam and, all, you know, RG3. We've really kind of gone on them ad nauseum here just because that's the present day. But remember players like Tony Banks, you know, doing his thing with Washington. Um, Ray Lucas, um, remember him when he was with the Jets and Dolphins? And, of course, the ever-popular Charlie Brat- Batch uh, holding it down, you know, Hey, man, he played in 82 games with Pittsburgh and Detroit. Charlie Batch got over 11,000 passing yards, 61 passing touchdowns. Obviously, uh, your main man, we got, um, oh, geez, Donovan McNabb. I hope he can get his life figured out. We all know what he did with the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, uh, the NFC championship games. Again, he has over 37,000 passing yards. So the point is, is that I think we are now at a position where we can say, look, because of where the game is now, it is obvious that the black quarterback has proven themselves. So can we please stop with the moving them to other positions and this and that? Um, The stats speak for themselves. We see what's happening in college football. You know, I up here, you know, got to – Look what Dante Culpepper did with Moss. You know, Dante Culpepper out of the University of Central Florida. Spent time with the Vikings, Raiders, the Lions, Dolphins. You know, Dante has over, he has over 24,000 passing yards, 149 passing touchdowns. Hey, Grego, I agree with you. It does seem like Charlie Batch is still in the lead. But, you know, Sean King. You know, with Tampa Bay and Arizona. You know, all kinds of people out there. T. Martin, unfortunately, uh, did the thing in college, won the national championship where Mr. Manning could not, but just couldn't get it going in the pros. You know, Jarius Jackson, Michael Vick, obviously um, a groundswell of support for him when he hit it in Atlanta. Big Mike, you know, here's what Mel Kuyper said one time about him. With an awesome talent like Vic, the only concern will be how long it takes him to develop into. Uh, with an awesome talent like Vic, the only concern will be how long it takes him to develop into a top of the line pure passer. There we go again, pure passer. But, you know, he had over 5,800 rushing yards, 36 rushing TDs. And again, 128 passing TDs. 
RC's in the chat room. He says Dante benefited by not playing in his first year. Very good point because, again, today these quarterbacks come in because they make so much money they got to play right away. And that is not good. That is not good. And I totally agree with you, RC. Anytime the quarterback can come in and sit somewhere for a year or two, it's going to benefit them. Remember Quincy Carter down there in uh, Dallas. You know, old Quincy played for four years in the league with the Jets and the Cowboys, has 32 passing TDs. Mel Kuyper said about him, I thought quarterback Quincy Carter, whom they took in the second round, was the best, was at best a fifth-round pick. He was drafted in the second round by Dallas. You know, had, had, you know, splashes of moments here and there. But again, these were just some of the names that opened the doors for these guys now. Remember Brian Lefwich? Absolutely, with Jacksonville. You got to love what he did down there. And what he was able to do in 60 games, he started 50 of them. He had over 10,500 passing yards, 58 passing TDs for Brian Lefwich against 42 interceptions. Big, tough pocket passer with top physical skills was what Sports Illustrated said about him. The definitive image of Brian Lefwich will always be his offensive line at Marshall University, carrying him down the field so he can complete a game-winning drive on a broken leg. It's like a motivational poster that actually happened, but his time in the pros, though not as memorable, was vastly more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then there's some other guys you've heard of. Um, we've talked Jason Campbell, absolutely. Now, Vince Young, I want to touch on here, um, and we're going to get to our next break here in a couple moments. Look, Vince Young is, again, kind of the typical thing that happens to these guys. Now, Vince, you know, in his pro career, passed for over 8,900 yards, has 46 p- touchdown passes. He rushed for almost 1,500 yards. Rushed for 12 touchdowns, 51 interceptions. Um, he's big, strong, and exceptionally fast. Mel Kuyper was quoted as saying about him. Obviously, he's a Texas legend. Um, made his name in that uh, classic national championship game. But there's just something. I don't know if Fisher maybe just didn't use him right ultimately. I don't know. But the gist of the story is, and, and we know it because we've actually talked about Vince Young a lot of all, on all our shows, is that he got a chance in Green Bay. He had a really good preseason, and then all of a sudden he was let go, and that was it. And to this day, as man, mano y mano, man to man, I just don't get how Vince Young was never, ever given another shot in the NFL, especially after looking really good uh, with Green Bay. Um, just some shadiness going on there. Oh, hold on. We got Mr. The host of the Everyday People Show. He's got money like a G. That's why we call him G Money. What's up, Gary Joyner in the house? Big Gary. It's going down, sir. We're just finishing up on the Black Quarterback Series. Grego says, I always liked McNabb on the field, of course. RC says, oh, yeah, we already read that one. 
Um, RC also says, Warren Moon is my favorite quarterback of all time. Just imagine if he went to the NFL right after college. He would have shattered every NFL record, and I wholeheartedly agree. And if he was able to get into the league right away, he would probably have the all-time passing yards leader um, or record right now as opposed to Peyton Manning because he wasted, I don't want to say wasted, he was very productive in Canada, but he spent a lot of time north of the border that should have been right here. Um, as well. So folks, again, I want to thank you for uh, taking a little stroll down memory lane. Obviously, um, some other players, Troy Smith from Ohio State, who uh, unfortunately has had a little brush with the law here recently. We wish him the best. But again, he had a couple moments with Baltimore. Um, You know, some other names out there. Um, Who else do we got? Josh Johnson. Remember him? He got in for a minute with Tampa Bay. But again, the point being now is that there are a lot more opportunities for black quarterbacks and there are a lot of, um, you know, opportunities for successful black quarterbacks. Um, Again, I didn't want to touch too much onto the quarterbacks that we know right now, the Kaepernick's, Russell Wilson's, um, the Cam Newton's again, because we talk about them all the time. This was just kind of a basic history lesson to let you folks know kind of where their forefathers in NFL uh, lordom came from to show you that black folks have been playing quarterback since basically 1915 in this league. And folks, again, let me tell you, Deadspin was a, was a major source here. Um, If you just Google Deadspin, the big book of black quarterbacks, part one and two, will have literally all the information you ever need in terms of that topic. So thank you guys so much for allowing me to kind of go down a history lane there with you guys. I really, really appreciate it. You know, the Tavares Jacksons of the world still out there. And again, lots of good news for the black quarterback. But again, folks, they still face, again, over 100 years later, we're 2016, you know, Fritz Pollard, playing back in 1915 over a hundred years of still the same attitudes some institutional racism that's still in the way but it's a generational thing and i think that it's really going to start happening here folks now um you know the young kids don't you know they they really kind of think about things a little differently so with the youngsters coming up I think we're going to be all right, and we're definitely going to be having some attitudes changing as well. So let's do this. Let's make sure we get our last break in here. We got cooking with the microwave coming up, and I cannot wait to get with him. Uh, John Fisher, the salt in the late night sports talk, is going to be doing his thing. Um Jarvis J in the chat room. Oh, of course, Jeff Blake. Absolutely. Give it up for big Jeff Blake. And he was out of Eastern Carolina University doing big things out there in college as well. So um, Gary G Money says cookies and cake are like crack for me. (laughs) Me too, brother. (laughs) Me too. All right, so let's get into our last break here. We're going to come back, talk about this basketball game, and get it going for Cooking with the Microwave. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you keep it tuned here with the SportsGov. I am Vince Wright. This is Flow Rider Kicking. I don't like it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh-oh. 
so good it hurts I don't want it I gotta, gotta have it Uh-oh When I can't find the words I just go I don't like it No, I love it Turn up, girl, blow the speaker. Yeah, think about it now, blow the speaker. I'll speak louder, let's get wild tonight. Billionaire bottles, we just down them like, ain't no problem. All my rooms are right, all right, all right. I don't like it, I love it. I got another coming in my budget. I got an anaconda in my trust. Don't push it, don't push it. Cause I'ma hit it till I jackpot. That's right, wax on, baby, wax off. Act right, we can put it on the black card. All night and I'll spend it, I'll spend it. I don't like it. I love it, love it, love it, uh-oh, so good it hurts, I don't want it, I gotta, gotta have it, uh-oh, when I can't find the words, I just go, I don't like it, no, I love it. Balance can't be 
love's tainted You ask God why so hard you hate it That's so you can appreciate it This love No matter how it goes down, your sports talk, it's going to be all right. So forget the GOP, the DNC, the only party in town is at the Governor's Mansion. The Governor of Sports Talk, that is. Every Tuesday night right here on Spreaker, come on over and get your sports done right. Now let's get back to the show with the big, smooth, fence right. That's right, that's right, that's right. The big, smooth. Sports Governor Vince Wright. And actually, folks, we got an empty uh, executive mansion tonight. Um, daughter's hanging out, staying over at Grandma's house tonight. Um, Grandma's going to be taking her to school. The first lady's on another uh, road trip doing her thing, making them business dollars. Um, son is out doing his thing, and the Gov is enjoying a very, very lax evening about to jump in here, check out that last uh, series finale on the O.J. Simpson show there, The People versus O.J. I know some of y'all don't kind of like that, but hey, man, great show. What can I say? And if Courtney Vance does not get a Emmy. You got knocked the fuck out, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Jarvis over there talking nonsense uh, from wearing a yeah because I was going to put on my big red shoes so I could clown you for wearing that wild gear Vince hey man I support the home team too brother I support the home team too but you know it is what it is Jarvis and um, you know I got to support them Hawks man I'm sorry Uh, thank you Jarvis Jarvis says he loves the show show loves you uh, G Money gives us all the political update. Cruz wins for the Republicans. That's right. We got the uh, Wisconsin uh, primaries today, and Cruz was uh, expected to win over Trump. And uh, it's kind of funny now that mainstream Republicans are turning to Ted Cruz, another guy who they all hate, by the way. 
but they just hate Donald Trump a little bit more. Uh, Minnesota Wild fans, we are into the third period. Just uh, what do we got? 14 and a half minutes left. San Jose still on top of the Wild, 2 nothing. See what can uh, happen here. Um, we also got some basketball scores upcoming here before the end of the show. But last night, last night, baby, the North Carolina Villanova game. First off, got to give it up for the teams, man. That's, I mean, what can you say, people? What can you say? Um, these are two teams battled back and forth, um, up, down, all, all the, all around. And all I can say was Bravo. Now the refereeing at times left something to be desired. I'm sure for each fans, um, you know, for each side, you know, I, you know, I, I really didn't care who won, you know? Uh, yeah. I like Duke and all that stuff, but I've always liked North Carolina. I grew up liking, them as well and you know Jordan and all you know everybody but um I was very happy with uh Villanova winning as well I mean you know the small school whenever they go up against the big schools always good oh and ladies and gentlemen hold on where are my damn manners governor needs to be slapped damn ladies and gentlemen get up out your seat there's a lovely young lady who went to school in Athens, Georgia, way back when, or maybe not so long ago. And not only is she wonderful, very nice, beautiful young lady, the girl knows her sports. And indeed, it was the first couple's honor, me and Angie's honor, to meet the lovely Thorny Switch down at the Doug Stewart weekend. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me officially say get up out of your seats and welcome the lovely Miss Thorny Switch to the Sports Done Right program. Hello, Miss Thorny. Do your thing. Miss UGA, appreciate you popping in here. I really, 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 really do. Oh, I got some text here. And of course, oh, okay. Now Jarvis, my sister graduated in 1998 from Washburn. So, um, I don't know if you know her or not, but anyway. Um, so yes, welcome the lovely thorny switch. We appreciate that. Gary G money joiner, a big Bernie supporter says Bernie going to win New York, New Jersey as well. Chief Rocca, uh, chief Rocca is not a Bernie fan <laughs> to say the very least. Uh, he says, uh, Bernie, uh, still behind, um, and delegates and whatnot, Bernie will not win. Uh, let's see what else is going on here in the chat room before we talk about this championship game. Um, oh, Jarvis. Nah, bro, you a fan of the arch rival? I am. But Jarvis, I have some very personal reasons for liking the Blackhawks. I live two blocks from the old Chicago Stadium, which is now United Center, for the first few years of my life. My uncle, my uh, late uncle, who I am named after, Vincent Edward, my uncle Eddie, um, was uh, one of the few blacks who actually dug hockey and was big into the Blackhawks. And it was something we used to talk about um, just kind of growing up and whatnot. So uh, when the North Stars left here for Dallas, I was then able to go and start getting behind my second favorite team at the time, which was the Chicago Blackhawks. I was a hardcore Minnesota North Star fan, Jarvis. So um, two evils, it doesn't matter. Okay, Jarvis just ain't going to let me win on this one. So 
I tried to be cool, Jarvis. I tried to be cool when I see you in person. I'm wearing all Blackhawks gear straight for you, homeboy. Anyway, man, so yeah, Villanova last night. Is it the greatest ending to a game, to a championship game ever, people? You tell me. 77-74. I don't know where to even begin with this game. Is with the stuff of legends. Uh, you know, I got an article here uh, from CBS Sports. Um, an incredible 13 seconds. You know, what can you say? Um, it says here now in this article, and this was written by uh, Bill Ryder. He's a national columnist with CBS. It was perhaps the most remarkable basketball shot I've ever seen. Any of us have ever seen. Happening at the height of one of the sport's most remarkable moments. It left his hands. It cut through the air in slow motion. Tie game. Unreal. The tide had turned. Remember, Villanova was up by 10 earlier. So the game's all, you know, we're going into overtime, and that's what I thought too. And folks, I thought if North Carolina got it to overtime, I thought the Tar Heels were going to find the way to win this game. I don't know how or who was going to be the the you know the person to do it i just said if they find a way to get the ot i think north carolina is going to edge them then 4.7 seconds most amazing shot we'd ever seen over no oh no overtime you know what can you say um page said when i made the shot we go to overtime we go 4.7 seconds play defense and this game is ours no matter what we're going to win the overtime because it's just how the game was going to go but those 4.7 seconds um ryan and i cannot pronounce that last name what is it arshia decano whatever i hope i didn't do any misjustice with the name but uh was streaking down the floor the air in the stadium had gone and you gasp for breath. The moment was in slow motion. He had the ball. Then a trailer. Chris Jenkins hit the periphery of the play and out of history, the spotlight shifted and the three-point shot. Still no air for all of it left his hands. What can you say? We all know the shot's good. We know what happens. So, the Big East, Villanova. Let's give it up for our new national champions, first of all. Again, sports done right. You're listening to Vince Wright, sports governor. Man, what can you say? Now, now remember, Villanova took a chance by staying in the Big East. And I know Big Jersey Vern's out there, the chief rock. Excuse me, the number one chief rocker, as Doug is so fond of saying. They took a shot. They stayed in the Big East. They stayed when everybody else was making these mad dashes for these conferences and playing teams halfway across the country, halfway all the way across the country in some instances. Villanova stayed tough with the Big East. And they were rewarded finally by staying home, putting together an awesome team. And by the way, taking down an awesome team in North Carolina now, I know uh, Jungle, he may hear this show on the replay, and uh, you always trolling Jungle, you know, from the Duke side of things, man. But North Carolina, um, definitely hats off to them. 
And not only that, on my Facebook page today, and I'm going to get in this chat room here in the next um, couple minutes here. And we're going to get caught up on the chat before we get out of here. But, folks, I just wanted to say one thing, man. I put a little uh, scene on my Facebook page and I think on Doug's page. North Carolina got back to uh, campus today. And you should see, and I'm sure there's all kinds of video out there, ESPNs and whatnot. The turnout was phenomenal. And it was incredible to see. And it was just probably what those kids needed to see. Thousands of Carolina fans uh, waiting for those buses to pull in on campus. And it almost looked like they had actually won the national championship. Carolina will be back. I don't know if their coach will be back. We're going to have to wait and see if uh, Roy comes back. But, again, hats off to uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Let's uh, check out the chat room. Oh, look out. That ninja has just arrived up in here. I want to say what's up to uh, the main man out of Huntsville, Alabama, that ninja. What's going on, sir? He is the host, by the way, of the Underground Railroad Show, which precedes my show on Tuesday nights. He also does his show on Mondays as well. So Monday and Tuesday, folks, make sure you get in the speaker. You follow him and uh, check him out as well. Again, thanks for hanging out with us, Ninja. We got Cooking with the Microwave coming up in 15 minutes. And we're going to get ready to kind of put a bow on the show here. Um, let's get into the chat room. Um, Gary G. Money Joiner says, Really, Jarvis? Sorry to hear that. I was hoping thing like that wouldn't hit home. Oh, Jarvis J. Yes, talk, talking about the uh, Jamar Clark case here in Minneapolis. Um, Jarvis says, Sluggo, it's a slap in the face to the community. Yeah, some very uh, shady information coming out there. And uh, the the um, NAACP locally here is looking to have that case reopened. Um, Jamar Clark was, I guess I have to say, allegedly um, was not in handcuffs. Witnesses say he was in handcuffs when he was shot and killed by a Minneapolis police officer. And we will see um, what happens there in the future. Um, we will be, we can talk about that in the future. So much stuff to get into and just not enough time there as well. I'm not a betting man. Bernie not going down easy, says uh, Gary G. Money Joiner. Vince, I'm talking about these politicians. I see. There we go. Then they lied about it. Okay, so yes, he's talking with uh, looks like Sluggo there. Thorny is in here as well. Too kind, Gov. My pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Thorny. We're glad you are here. And Jarvis. Oh, okay. There it is. Jarvis's first comment there. To be honest, I'm down right now. The police got away with murdering my friend's little brother. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. And um, I'll tell you what, we can actually have Jarvis on the line the next time we talk about that. I would love to have that discussion as well. So, all right, let's um, get ready here. And um, again, all I can say, there's really just not enough to say about this game. Um, you know, I thought about it at work today and I was like, what can I say? What can I do? What can I, I There's just nothing. I mean, you all saw it. Great game, great ending. One team had the win. Villanova won. That's all I really got to say about it. I, I mean, I really don't have anything bad to say. The ref, the officiating, questionable at times. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, so let's see here. 
let's do this folks if you can hang out with me through one very 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 quick break i just have a technical issue that just came up here so if you guys can hang for just a second um i will be right back and we'll put a bow on this show so i'm just gonna play a little music here gov will be right back in a couple minutes keep it tuned right here and again this is uh my friend's band the new congress local minneapolis band i'll be right back Yeah. On a mission and hit the pussy like a politician And that's why I went new Congress uh-huh. Killing everybody in the party And I wanna get it up in the burgundy Maserati oh. Or the gray Maybach See the way they act I'm a fool whenever I fuck with a hottie And I wanna class and ask the chick Don't fuck with whores, I'ma Get you and lift up your legs Like I lift up the doors, I'ma Freak show, freak show Freak show, freak show, freak show ah. Push it in, pull it out You know what it's all about Freak show, triple X Riding deep in full effect Push it in, pull it out You know what it's all about Hey, what up, everybody? We are back. Technical issues are done, and we are back and live. Thanks for hanging with the Gov. I'm sorry about that, folks, but we are back. So, yes, um, again, congratulations, Villanova, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. Uh, you know, what they did against Georgetown back in 85, the little school that could. North Carolina will be back, and again, just a very good game. Uh, Coach Jay Wright says he was shocked at the outcome. 
Um, a game so riveting only amplifies the joy and sorrow for both the winners and the losers. Um, I really hope, because North Carolina, I hope them kids are holding their heads high today. I know it hurts, uh, but again, really nothing to um, to be uh, sad about there. So going to get in this chat room here. John Fisher, we're about to turn it over to you, sir. Got cooking with the microwave coming up next. And just a um, update here, under six minutes left, the UConn women's team is up big on Syracuse. 71 to 47 and uh, again looks like a yukon's gonna do their thing again don't hate them just try and beat them so all you can do brianna stewart leading the way with 21 points morgan tuck follows her with 17 for yukon and looks like uh cornelia fondren is the leading scorer for john fisher syracuse orangeman so we got uh let's see here in the chat room gary says we have our communities together and come up with solutions we can't allow our children to die without repercussions absolutely uh jarvis j oops i better go back here it looks like i might have missed some stuff um let's see here i want to make sure i get all this chat caught up so there was ninja joining us Everybody saying what's up to him. He's saying what up to everybody. Um, Mom saying hi to Thorny. Thorny saying hi. Jarvis J talking about, oh, yes. Um, yes, Thorny, his father's crush is so sad. They have to fabricate things to justify them killing him. It's very low and classless. Um, absolutely. Reese Bell says doing good, Thorny. Uh, great show ninja says gary g money joiner yes uh definitely ninja from what i heard i'll be checking out the rest on my way to work tomorrow there but from what i heard um absolutely good takes as usual there um grego says okay cool wifey's co-worker just died from cancer i'm with her so i may be a little off tonight yeah um unfortunately one of my friend's dads passed away from cancer today as well um my friend rob i just want him to know we're definitely got him um in 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 our thoughts and prayers and we're here for him um good friend of me and rc ronald or cameron um by the way as well just i hate that disease man i just cancer is just the one boy where there's just it's in every you can get in any part every part of your body and sometimes once it's there Oh, boy. But anyway, yes, yes. Uh, keep those ones close, man. Hug hug the people that are close to you. Um, Grego says, well, sorry to hear that. Um, Jay, John Fisher, the microwave, says, no doubt I got you covered. I'll only ask one stat tonight. Laugh out loud. Grego says, yeah, Jarvis, she's taking it bad. So, yeah, we are definitely... Uh, uh, thinking about you guys as well, Grego, you and your wife, and uh, definitely in the memory of her friend there as well, my brother. So, uh, Grego says, Grego left, whoops, hit the wrong button. Laugh out loud, Jay Fish, I'm still clocking in. Oh, C Mac Big Foe came in the joint. All right, well, let's get up and welcome C Mac in the joint. Thank you for dropping in on us, brother. We got a few more minutes before we turn it over to cooking with the microwave. C Mac, thank you. Uh, says he sends his condolences uh, Grego's way as well. Jarvis J says Gary, the police need to be held accountable for misconduct. We definitely all agree on that. Appreciate that, C Mac. We'll let her know that too. Says Grego. 
Uh, my mom, prayers to you and your wife, Grego. G Money says, good season for the Orange Chicks. Yes, it was, even though it looks like they're going to go down tonight. A great season for Syracuse men and women's basketball, by the way. And uh, Miami is going to get a win tonight. Uh, the Heat are up 107-89 to with just 12 seconds left in the uh, game here. So they are going to get a, new, a, good, a good win. Uh, Thorny Switch again saying, sorry to hear that, Grego. Oh, the Key C get up in here. Key C, the main man, the digital uh, god of uh, RealCast here. This is Sanction by the RealCast Rangers at RealCastRadio.com. And that is Key C right there. We want to get up and welcome him. What up, Big K? PC for all your uh, digital needs. You need a website. You need some logos. Um, anything digital, man. Go hit the whole team up down there in Atlanta, man. KC will take care of you. And I'm going to be using them for my website once I get a little bit of Jinx set aside. I'm getting a new uh, computer here, um, which is much needed. So I'm going to get that out the way and then get this website up and running. So let me finish out here with the chat room before we turn it over here. I want to make sure we get everybody's uh chats read and up to date here kesey says what's good folks peeking in from vacation from the sunny state of florida nice nice were you uh adding florida by the way kesey so we can come join you <laughs> uh everybody saying what up um to kesey out there um rc yes definitely prayers to rob and his family um, absolutely. Jarvis J. Death is in the air. A close friend just died in a car crash last night. I just found out tonight. Oh, damn, Jarvis. Damn, brother. Prayers, man. Prayers. And, and we got you. We got you, man. Um, and prayers to the family of the uh, victim as well. Uh, kicking it with Kesey. Sam, what up to everybody? Um, Jarvis, I saw the news about him today. He was a poet. Oh, I think I saw that too. Oh man. I, yeah, I am. Oh, that is, yeah, that is too bad. Um, Grego says, thanks to mom, Bell and Thorny. Um, Gary says black cops in New York are got, are getting together or gotten together to speak out against the upper police commission, but they are being ostracized and called rats. We, we going to see change. Um, Gary, it's these police unions, man, says Jarvis. Grego, I love Florida. Kesey, where y'all at? Uh, unions protect their own, says Gary G. Money, uh, joiner as well. So, folks, we are at the 930 hour. Again, I want to thank you all so much for joining us on our little time uh, capsule here with the black quarterbacks. Um, again, congratulations to Villanova. I know we didn't really get into the stats and whatnot, but there was really no need for that. Just accept the fact that you guys saw, again, besides some, some refereeing issues, we saw a really good game with two really good teams, and that's all we needed to see. Um, I know the Carolina fans are bummed, but again, they have nothing to hang their head, their head down for, and that's all I got to say on that. Folks, we got Cooking with the Microwave coming up next. Make sure you check out realcastradio.com. We're going to have a sportsdoneright.com uh, site hopefully coming up here soon. Make sure you follow Vince Wright, the sports governor, at on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one. Also, by the way, make sure that you follow Sports Done Right on Facebook. And that's my last name, W R I G H T. 
And uh, make sure you're checking out all the shows. Uh, Jersey, the Chief Rocket himself, he's doing uh, the Monday recap show. Him and Fisher are doing the bottom to the top show. John Fisher's coming up here in just a moment with Cooking with the Microwave. Jungle Brothers doing his show, um, Real Cast Radio. Uh, he's also got his grandfather, the old man, old man Cuddy, running up in here doing shows. So, folks, just keep following us, checking us out. Um. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Jarvis says, yeah, Vince, Kurt, Washington. We grew up in the projects. I've known him all my life. We party with Grandmaster D, shaking my head. And, yeah, that's right. Jarvis has that picture of him and Grandmaster D. Um, again, prayers out, Jarvis. Um, one day at a time, brother, and just be strong, man. Uh, Mom says, good job, Gov. Thank you, Mom. Appreciate that. Much love. RC, prayers to your friend Jarvis J. And my condolences, Grego. Our Jarvis is saying thanks, everybody. Great show, Vince. Thank you, Jarvis. It's always a better show when you're here too, brother. Uh, Grego says thanks, RC. We'll pass that on to the wife. Absolutely, Grego. Let her know that we are all um, in her corner, your corner as well, Jarvis, tonight. Um, yeah, unfortunately, lots of bad news out there. But um, just pray. And, you know, we just keep moving forward, people, one day at a time. So Gary G. Money Joiner says, good show from what I've heard, Gov. Vince, thank you, Gary. I appreciate it, my friend. All right, folks, I'm going to step out of here now. We're going to get uh, John Fisher his due. Uh, Cooking with the Microwave is coming up next. Thank you so much to, for listening to Sports Done Right. Every Tuesday night we do our live show. Check me out Thursday night. I'll be back with Dollars and Cents. We will be on our new show, the Sports and More show. And uh, we're trying to line up a couple guests as we speak for that show. Um, we had some good information from Matt last week. He played uh, minor league baseball, and we're going to have him back. We had some technical issues at the end there. So, all right, folks, have a great night. Everybody, just be cool. Be safe in them streets out there one day at a time. And um, love, love the ones you're with, man. We'll see you next week. Unconquered, unbound, undefeated. You finally got it right. Sports done right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right.